You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Okay, we are back with another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today, we are talking... <laughs> I, I, I knew this was going to happen, because eventually it's just going to be me with some random animated movie every other week. Last one we did was Anomalisa, and then we did Skinner. And was it Anomalisa? Yeah, it was Anomalisa, then Skinner. Yep. Now we are talking about... A movie from 2016 to, or 2015, depending on, or actually 2017, depending on where you lived. Uh, we it is a animation drama fantasy romance with a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 94% from the audience. So both very high, Adam. Both very high. We are talking about your name, or as some of you anime geeks, or I believe the term you use is weebs. As some of you probably know, it is Kimi no Namaiwa, which is, just means like, what's your name, basically. So, this movie had a budget of 370 million yen, which is about 3.4 million US. Oh, wow. I could not find the budget. I'm glad you oh, found Oh, you couldn't? That. Okay, yeah. I, it was on, I found it on Box Office Mojo. Really? Um, worldwide, this movie made 357 dollars That is insane. There it is. This, I, I did this find movie, that. This movie <clears throat> made back its budget a hundred times. That is nuts. I, I put here in my notes, that's Fury Road money. <laughs> <laughs> but what's sad is that it only made like over $5 million in the U.S. Well, we just see, don't go see these no, kind of you, things like, here. No, like you barely. I mean, I think just in the last few years, we've started here getting those Fathom events where they're like showing the Studio Ghibli movies again. Right. But as far as, you know, a new release, they, they only show like one or two days or one night a week, one time. And if you don't get to make it then, because like I had not seen this movie until I think I got it on sale on Amazon on Black Friday of of 2017. Yeah, I was going to ask, where'd you hear about it? Because I don't remember well, you ever talking about you know, this. You I, know, I have friends and I, I, I follow a lot of anime blogs on, uh, on Facebook and stuff like that. And they started just going off about this movie. Everyone ranting and raving about how amazing this movie was. And I didn't even know what it was about. I knew it was some kind of a romance movie. And then I was like, that, that, that's another bad thing about anime is when you look for it on Blu-ray, it's expensive. Like, 40 bucks for a one disc movie, you know, Ooh, yeah, it, it can be very expensive. So, you know, most, most people watch animes on their, uh, on their bootleg anime websites. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I watch a lot of mine. Actually, no, I have I have an account on Verve now. Um, so last week we talked about a slasher flick. So it's only, only, only fair that this week we talk about a Japanese animated Love story. This movie was written and directed by Makoto Shinkai. Who also wrote the novel I saw. That was pretty interesting. That he wrote a novel and then 
wrote the screenplay and directed the movie based off of the, his own novel. Was it a re, was it a novel or was it? A, was I mean, it I guess a, a manga. I don't, yeah, there, not, I, I know there's a manga of it. I just have okay. Haven't, I guess the manga yeah. of it then. Yeah, um, but he did it all, so I thought that was pretty pretty surprising. So, did you know anything about this movie going into? I never it? even heard of. It. Like I said, <laughs> you hadn't even talked about this. Like you had talked about Anomalisa before. <laughs> But I had never talked. So never you didn't know anything. You didn't know what it was about. Nope. How confused were you in the first five minutes of this movie? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I was interested, though, that it opened up and I saw the Toho Films logo because I recognized that immediately. Oh, yeah. Toho. Yeah. I, when I lived in Japan, like Toho Cinemas, that was like the Regal Cinemas or the AMC Cinemas of Japan. They were everywhere. Um, so this movie opens with a shot of a falling meteorite. Yes. Just plunging through the clouds really quickly. And then it cuts to, you know, this guy and this girl in two separate environments talking about how, like, they, when they wake up, they wake up crying for some yeah. reason. They feel different ever since the stars started falling. Ever since the stars started falling. Um, and one of the reasons I love this movie so much is because there are several places in the movie that you see where I can go, I've been there. I do not have that experience. <laughs> uh, because our the the, the main protagonist um, Taki he lives in to in Tokyo, so you know the first shot there's a big shot of like a big downtown area, and that's Shinjuku. That is like one of the busiest train stations in the world, and I you know you can see the trains that have all different colors and stuff on them. I know that I know that the one with the green stripe on it is the Yamanote line because I've been on that one a lot before. Oh okay, mm -hmm. so. Then the one thing I like about this movie is it actually has an opening theme song. I mean, you never see that in, I mean, you see that in like anime TV shows, but hardly ever in anime movies. Right. Um, or in movies in general, period. So we get this girl waking up in her room, but she looks very confused. She's like, where am I? What am I? And she looks down, sees her boobs and is like, huh? Yeah. So what what were you thinking at this part of the movie? I had n no clue. <laughs> I knew she woke up in a panic. Like you said, knows that looks at the boobs. She's confused. She starts to feel. Starts all the boobs. feeling herself up and's like, "Wow, this is really realistic." <laughs> um, and what was her name? Her Mi name was Mitsuha. Mitsuha. I Mitsuha. knew I was going to pronounce it wrong, so I, yeah. I wrote it, but I was like, I don't even think I spelled it right. So her sister, her little sister opens her bedroom door and is like, get up, get out of bed and, and sees her, her, her older sister there sitting there feeling herself up. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And then she just yells at her, it's time to eat. Yeah, it's breakfast. <laughs> like, yeah, it's time for breakfast. And then, then we see this girl walking into her, her kitchen area, her little dining room area and acting completely normal. And her grandma's like, oh, Why you're back. Before that though. She got up, looked in the mirror. Oh yeah, and yeah. Dropped her dress dropped down. Her dress and was like, "What?" <laughs> um, and yes, then we get to breakfast. Yeah, then we get the breakfast scene, and her grandma's like, "Oh well, you're back to normal today." Yes. And the girl, and she's just like, "What? What are you talking <laughs> about?" So, if you did not know anything going into this movie, you must have been confused yeah, I, I as was, hell. I, I was like, "What is going I'm on?" Like, what the I hell did Adam get me to watch this time? <laughs> like, what is this? But yeah, the little sister tells her that she was nuts yesterday. Yeah, and so. then, and then she's um. And that isn't the first time that she's woke up confused before. Mm -hmm. She's been doing this. Mm -hmm. um, we hear from the news that there is a comet coming soon. And I thought it was weird because they, they, when they, I guess they're watching the news, but out in the city, 
these are coming over like as giant announcements over a speaker system. Mm-hmm. Is that something that happens over there? Because I that was I was thought that was strange. I don't know. I mean, I've never I've never heard. Of course, I was never there for like because a comment viewing. That or announcement comes on. That's what makes her decide to turn on the TV. Because mm-hmm. I wrote that down. Well, I guess in a smaller town like that, right? Um, yeah, they might they might have little intercom systems kind of like that, but not in the where she lived. That was like a one horse town. Okay. For Japan, you know, I've I've seen towns that were that small. I did not live in one that was that small. Okay. So she is walking to school with her friends, and her friends are also commenting that she's back to normal. Yep. And she's still going like, "What the hell are you guys talking about?" And then the one friend says, "Did your grandma perform an exorcism on you?" <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, the, the guy, the guy for yeah, Tessie. Can... Tessie. His name yes. was Tessie for some reason. Was, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that was. Great. I think I, I wrote. That. I ended up writing his name down later. You're right. Uh-huh. It was Tessie. So they're walking to school and they pass this guy. Who, and I have seen this before. This guy's a politician just standing there on the side of the road with a, with a microphone and a megaphone talking about stuff. That's really how they do politics oh, really? over there. Like I remember at one time it was some kind of an election coming up and I had my window open cause it was summertime and it was warm and I could hear like three different little vans driving around with three different people talking into them. That's, that's how they campaign. I'm like, Oh my God, oh. that would never fly in America. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we find out this is the mayor. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Mitsuha is the mayor's daughter. So she gets to school. People still commenting on, oh, you're back to normal again. And she opens up her, well, she opens up her notebook and there's a message who that says, you? who are you? <laughs> who are you? Who, 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 who? <laughs> I couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, and, and this, this comes into play later on, but the teacher is talking something about twilight, how, you know, just as the sun is going down right, right in between daytime and nighttime, there's some time, some, some time there that they call like the magic hour where you can supposedly meet things, meet beings that are not human, whether they be spiritual or supernatural or what. So... Again, we're still sitting there going, what the hell is going on with this yeah, girl? Yeah, because then the teacher calls Mitsuo's name, mm-hmm. and she actually answers today. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you remembered your name today. And the whole class starts laughing. Yeah, <laughs> and she still like has no clue what's no. going on. Um, she lives in this tiny little town. Like I said, it's a small one-horse town. They're talking about how there's like no cafes, no real restaurants or anything. There's no... She said that for, for some reason there are two pubs. And there are two yes. tiny little pubs right beside each other. Yep. Now, this next shot I absolutely love because there's a vending. They're sitting there. Uh, her, her, Tessie's like, hey, you want to go to a cafe? Yes. And they're like, oh, there's a cafe here. Oh, and, and her other friend's name is Sayaka, by the way. I had a student named Sayaka when I lived oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, there's a, there's a cafe here. And then the next thing you see is them sitting outside next to this vending machine, drinking canned coffee from a vending machine. That coffee brand, Boss Coffee, that is a real brand. Okay. And Tommy Lee Jones used to do commercials for them. Oh, really? I shit you not. You can look this up on YouTube. Just Google (laughs) Boss Coffee, Tommy Lee Jones. But is that a real thing, having these random vending machines out? Oh, dude. You cannot walk 100 feet without seeing like a cluster of vending machines. Okay. I mean, because... Because, like, so many people walk and ride bicycles. It's not like you can just get in your car and drive to the store if you want to go get a soda. So, yeah, there might be a vending oh, machine. And before they got there, mm-hmm. when they're walking around talking about how they don't have anything and mm-hmm. they see the cornfield and all that stuff, they're walking on these railroad tracks. And, and I just, uh, if flash me to stand by me. Stand by me, yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, Walking on the railroad tracks. Yeah, but like you said, they have two pubs, but what they don't have, like a bookstore. But they also said they didn't have a dentist yeah. in this town. yeah. 
Like, <laughs> well, it's like okay, so you gotta go to the next town like over. Nowheresville, Japan, basically. So we get a. After that, we find out that uh, Mitsuo's family is part of the Shinto priesthood and part of the history of this town. Her father actually left the priesthood to be a politician, and Grandma did not approve whenever because the Grandma, you know, she's like yeah, the, like the religious backbone of this family, I guess. Right. Um, and Mitsuo is part of this. She she's in this. She's talking about this ritual that's coming up. They're going to have to be in, and it turns out that they are. They're doing this little ritual in front of the whole town where she makes sake, which is just rice, um, from rice that she is chewing up and spitting into a little box. If, that, if you didn't catch that. No, I, I, there were some things like, I, don't, I, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like even when they were doing all the threading of the braided cords and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I didn't know what they were doing at first. Yeah, there's, those, are, those are like <clears throat> braided cords for, uh, for like the, some of the, the garments that they would wear. Really beautiful um, beautiful uh, craftsmanship there and beautiful yes. work. But she really does not like the town. You know, she, she, she looks out in the audience while she's performing this thing. Literally, you know, I mean, how, how weird out would you be if you were like, here, if someone like, here, take this rice, chew it up and spit it into this little box in front of all these people who are watching you. Yeah. I wouldn't like that out. Well, well, she sees that, that some of her friends are there for not even friends. See, these, these, asshole girls from school she doesn't like and they don't like her they're like making fun of her yeah she's just tired of this town she literally yells out i hate this town i'm gonna live in tokyo someday yeah and i saw her that she was doing this saga and i was like should she be embarrassed by this Mm because i wasn't sure but yeah obviously she was the friends the Mm -hmm. girls from school were making fun of her so right so now we are introduced to our protagonist our male protagonist taki this guy we wakes get something up, similar. Wakes something up, similar to the very his penis he, and screams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude wakes up in a room he doesn't recognize and surprised to see that he has a penis. He's looking down like there's something there. What is that? <laughs> and his name is Taki, and he thinks this is a dream. Yep. He is getting ready to go. He doesn't even know what school to go to. Walks out of his little apartment and is elated to see that he is in Tokyo. Right. And then we get another shot of Shinjuku Station. Um, this person, you know, he, you can actually see he's like looking it up on his phone, Shinjuku Station. And I've been in that. That, that is the busiest. I think I've said this already. That's the busiest friggin' train station I've ever seen. Probably the busiest one on planet Earth. So glad I don't have to live there. So he, he gets to this school that somehow, he, I can't even remember how he finds out what school he's going to or... Or, or what? He, you know, he might... I think it was because he got a text on the phone. Okay. And I think that's what it was. Because he didn't know who it was or mm-hmm. where it was from. But I think it had something to do about the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he doesn't know who his friends are. He gets to school late. And this guy just walks in like, hey, man, where you been? Like, what are you so? And he's like, oh, okay. So I guess this is one of my friends. And he starts talking. And they, they notice he has an accent. Well, they notice he has an accent. And then, see, I, I the only reason I get this is because I have I have studied Japanese. And I okay. speak Japanese yeah. to a degree. He, at first he says... Watashi, which or atashi, which is the feminine form of I. Oh, okay. They have feminine and masculine pronouns over there, just like we do. Except, yeah, he says okay. I in the feminine, and his friends are like, what? And then he says, oh, what did he say? He says then he says like the the uh, the polite version, which is bokutachi. Oh, okay. And they're still like, what? And he's then he goes uh, boku, which is which is the male, which is a male version of of I. And then he says ore, which is just which is like a really you know not not high class, not uh, fancy 
form of I. And then they're like, okay, okay. Oh. See, so those things, those little things, I, I wasn't going to pick yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and then and I'm, I'm I I got I gotta say I am very proud of you for watching this movie in Japanese and taking notes on this movie from the subtitles. I was expecting you to watch the the English dub, which as far as dubs go, I do I do prefer my anime in. In, in original Japanese, but as far as dubs go, the one for this one's actually pretty good. All right, and I guess for future episodes of this, ones that you recommend an English dub, I'll probably go with because it will be easier. Yeah, now, now but granted, some of them, if they're many, bad, there aren't I'll... many animes. Like I said, there are not many animes that I prefer to watch in English. Okay. Um, but this one, this when one. When dubs are bad, the whole movie ends up being bad. Yeah, I. Like we talked about The Ray 2. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw that was with an English dub, and I didn't oh, even like it. Lord. I went and rebought it, gave it another chance in the original language. Yeah. Because I bought a bootleg and it had English dubs on automatically. Okay, yeah. And I, I love that movie now. So. Ever since I... I try to remember when I first started watching anime in Japanese. And I ever since then, I've been like, I would rather I would rather read subtitles than listen to bad English voice Well, acting. I think the first movie with a bad dub, it was a Jet Li movie. It was like one of his mid-90s ones. Mm-hmm. Like, Enter the Fist or something. I can't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. But the dub, like, the guys doing the dub was screaming. But you could see Jet Li was not screaming the line. I'm like, mm-hmm. this doesn't work at all. Yeah. No, I don't like this. I'm just going to watch in the original language. Yeah, like, I <laughs> I've, I have been to um, to, anim- to, um, to comic conventions where they've had anime voice actors there. And I'm just, and ex- except for, for um, Cowboy Bebop. That is my all-time favorite anime. And it has a damn good English dub. You know, but, like, most of the time when I see... People who are, you know, um, anime voice actors. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really, don't really like English dubs. Sorry. Um, so, anyways, so this is where they get to go to a cafe. Yes, he's extremely he's, excited. He's extremely excited. And, and one thing I gotta say, the the I don't, I, I did not get any of the names of the voice actors for this show because I didn't know any of them. Right. Anything. But the voice actor for Taki does a great job of making his voice sound sl- some sound slightly feminine. You know, whenever he, whenever he's in this particular state. And so I think this is, that's, that's another thing that you're going to pick up better than me. I mm-hmm. actually did not notice that. Well, yeah, just his actions and, and yeah. the, the way they animated him. So yeah, his friends are like, Hey, you want to go to a cafe? And he's just like, a cafe? Really? So he goes to this cafe and he still thinks this is a dream. He's like, Oh, this is a great dream. And his friends are looking at him like he's high. He, he. He orders something, he, and he, he a pancake. Made, yeah, pancakes, and says that he could live on a month for the price of this pancake. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I was yeah, like, like, wow, so, dude. Some of the uh, some of the cafes over there, they, 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 you think we're a foodie culture? Japan, they, they like invented Instagramming food. <laughs> they really did, and and I, I picked up some of that while I was there. Like it's like if I if I went to, I went to a cafe one time and. The barista drew Totoro in my foam, and I was like, "Oh, I got to get a picture of that. That is too cool. That is cool." But over there, do they have like a different variety of restaurants like we have? Like we have stuff from everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether I mean, it's legit now, or not, now, I don't yeah, know. But... like they do have Denny's, but it's not Denny's <clears throat> like we have here. They do right. have KFC, but it's not really KFC like we have here. Okay. Now McDonald's, that's the same wherever you're is gonna it? go. Yeah, pre- except. I did see a McDonald's one time that had a freaking chili dog on their breakfast menu. Oh, okay. <laughs> way to start off the morning. Yeah, way to start off the morning. So then he gets a text. Then he about, gets a text about where are you? You know, about having to go to work, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't know where he works because he's yeah. not familiar. Yeah, and so he he comes to find out that he is a waiter at this restaurant somewhere, 
And, and this is actually where you first find out his name is Taki, at least that I noticed. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah that was probably the first time. Yeah, you, you actually heard his name because all, all the, everyone in the restaurant was like, "Taki, what is wrong with you yeah, today? What, you what the hell, man?" <laughs> uh, he's and he's running around going, "When is this dream going to end?" <laughs> <laughs> now this next part really creeps me out. Still, like as many times as I've seen this movie, it still creeps me out. There's some douchebag at a table. That calls this calls him over and is like, yeah, there was a toothpick in my pizza. Yeah, I could have hurt myself. What are you gonna do about it? And 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 he's trying to be like, well, there's, there we don't have toothpicks at an Italian restaurant. And he's like, oh, what are you calling me a liar? <laughs> and then this lady comes over, this other waitress, comes over and takes care of it. She's like, of course, sir, it's on the house. Sorry, we were we were glad you didn't hurt yourself. And this guy like pulls out a box cutter and slices her nope. skirt for some reason. Nope. That's something like, I, I have been on the train before where a guy got caught trying to take a picture up a girl's skirt. Oh, really? And thankfully, the other guys on the train were not having it. They, like, wrangled this guy and drug oh. him off the train. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, man. all right. Yeah, baby. And So, yeah, they've got a problem with people doing really pervy stuff over there oh, like that. okay. It's weird. Um... And so this, and then, you know, he has her take off the skirt and he sews it up just yeah. like Mitsuo would. Yeah, just like Mitsuo would. Mitsuo. And does this really cute little design with a hedgehog and grass <laughs> and a flower on it. And uh, <clears throat> so, and this, and this lady's like, oh, Taki, I never knew you had a feminine side before. <laughs> and so, a uh, beautiful night shot of Tokyo. Um, well, you know, I, I was, that's one thing I can say about this movie. This whole movie is beautiful. Oh, it is. Like, you could screenshot any still in this movie and put it on a poster oh yeah now really i will say depending on what shot you get like if you happen to screenshot him waking up in her body touching her booze you might think <laughs> you're watching a hentai or something <laughs> and later on when we see more of the meteorite you might think you're watching a disaster flick yeah, yeah. but any image in this movie could be on a poster because yeah, it was gorgeous yeah that's the thing i love about this movie is just how freaking beautiful yeah. it is so this dude wakes up the next day and finds a message from himself in his phone being like, who are you? What's going on? Because he has no he idea has what He has no happened. idea what happened. He yeah. wakes up and he's just back to normal. So this is the point where we find out that this movie is basically a take on the Freaky Friday formula because this guy and this girl are randomly waking up in each other's bodies at different times. Yeah, it's happening like what a few times a week. I think, yeah, yeah, a few times a week. And this, like in Freaky Friday, how how often does it happen? I've never. It only watched happens those the movies. one time. You've never seen Freaky Friday? I've never watched Freaky Friday. The, 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 the original, original or the, or the oh, okay Lindsay Lohan one. I remember the original Freaky Friday from when I was a kid. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever seen the Lindsay Lohan version. Um, but yeah, it's like they they in in the freak in Freaky Friday they were just, the mom and daughter were just like I wish they could be in my shoes for one day and they split they they, they, <laughs> oh, they switch okay. places. But this is happening at random, right? It seems. Ran- yeah, it took me a while to figure out how often it was going on. So but. a guy in Tokyo and a girl living in this little village—I cannot. I think it's Itamori. Itamori, thank yes. you. Itamori um, are randomly switching places. Which I looked that up. That's a fictional town. Yeah, Itamori. I wanted. I wasn't sure because yeah, you know, like uh, you know, in because <laughs> obviously in, Tokyo is not fictional. Tokyo so. is not fictional. Tokyo <laughs> so. is very real. So we get this montage of them leaving messages for each other in their phones 
and and it's <laughs> it's funny because one of them's like, "Hey, hands off! No looking when you're changing clothes. No, right. no, no touching anything." Um, and the other one's like, "You're spitting." You know, you know the girl. Spin- she's the, eating a lot of the she's good eating food a lot over of his good food, and she's like, "Why are you working so many shifts?" He's like, "Because you keep spending all my money." <laughs> <laughs> and it just happens completely at random. We get we get a shot of these girls that are falling for Mitsuha, you know, giving her like a love letter because of things that Taki has done while she's in while he's in her body, and uh, and he's also spending time with that one coworker. I put her yeah, Miss O. Yeah, I yeah Miss remember. O. Okudera, I think, her, okay. and they call her Okudera Senpai. Okay. Senpai is like a, a an honorific for someone who is who is your senior, whether it's in school or whether it's in work. Someone who is oh. someone who is older than you. Okay. Um. Yeah, Taki is hanging out with Okudera Senpai, and uh, there's a shot of them sitting drinking coffee, and that is at a coffee shop in Tokyo that I have been to. It's a Starbucks in Shibuya, which is like the oh. the the, the, the Times Square of Tokyo. Okay. Um, again, I love this movie just because I love being able to go. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> And Taki, poor Taki, he just can't stop feeling up. Mitsu- yeah, it's like he wakes up and he knows he shouldn't do he's it. He's like, I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then the sister walks in. And Every single time. There he's there anyway. just having a grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, like during that montage, there was a scene where, this, where, where Mitsuo wakes up in her body and her sister's like, oh, you're not feeling yourself up today? And, or something <laughs> like that. And, and Mitsuo's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so now we get the, the family, the... Mitsuha, Mitsuha's the sister, the little grandma. sister and her grandma, and they're they're searching. What they said they're searching for a vessel. Um, no, they they're act- they're they are making a trek up the mountain to this um little shrine that they have to right. their to their deity, to whatever whatever deity it is, um, to leave that sake that she made at right. the the they've actually got it bottled and you know gonna leave it there at the. Uh, at the shrine, and their their shrine is at the top of this mountain, so they're going up there to. Um, and his grandma had to ride on Mitsuha's back. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> grandma's too old to hike like that, obviously. Um, and the grandma's going on about something she calls Musubu or Musubi, sorry, Musubi, and it's some kind of a some kind of a philosophy or theology of how things are connected. Like you know, anything you eat is connected to or becomes a part of you now. Um, Kind of a long little mon, a long little uh, monologue about about this. I'm not even sure what to put it as. Just this belief okay. that all things are connected. You know, and she she uses the uh, the braided cords metaphor again because that's you know that's what they make there or she makes. They use that metaphor again, and so they get to the top of this mountain, and the shrine is in a crater. Yep, it's a crater where a meteorite hit. A long time ago. And this is where we find out that Grandma is onto something not being right with Mitsuha. Yeah, she knows that she's having these weird dreams. Something's yeah. going on. Something's while she's going dreaming. on. And and I think in uh, either now or later on in the movie, she uh, she mentions that you know you're not the first person to uh, to have this experience. Right. So then we get another. We we cut back to Taki and Mits- he wakes up crying. He wakes up crying for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And then he sees that. Mitsuha has set him up on a date with Okudera. Yes. And, and then Mitsuha wakes up disappointed that she's not getting to actually yeah, go she, on Yeah, this she's date. not getting to go on there. He's like, oh, I wanted to go. Oh, well. And then she sees that she's crying, crying too. And she's wondering why. Mm-hmm. So while on this date with Okudera, senpai, 
um, Taki is there. There goes somewhere for like a like a bunch of old photos, like a like an ex- yeah. exhibit somewhere with a bunch of old photos, and he finds pictures of buildings and things that he recognizes from Mitsuo's town. Right. And Okudera notices he's like a totally different person. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not as much fun been. as you used to be. <laughs> now, the comet is passing overhead when the date is over. Or at least that's what you hear. You hear and you hear a uh, an announcement saying that the that the comet is passing over. Um, Taki eventually, I don't know why he didn't try this earlier, but he's like, I'm going to call Mitsuha. Right. He tries calling her on the phone and he gets a message saying that the, the phone, the, the number is, is no longer in service. Right. So we get cut back to Mitsuha and Itamori and this, and she is going to this festival. They're going to watch the comet. Um, and she, we see that she has cut her hair for some reason. Her friends are like, Oh, why'd you cut your hair for? Don't know why this is really important to the story. But she has a gorgeous view of the comet as it's passing I'm overhead. I guess it just signifies change. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. that's normally what um, something like that equals. She has a gorgeous view of this comet as it's passing overhead when part of it splits off. Part of it breaks off. Yeah. And that's the last time. We, and we, get, we cut back to Taki not being able to get in touch with her. And he's like, well, that's the last time I switched bodies with Mitsuha. Right. So he's drawing these memories from the village. Yep. He's, he cannot remember the name of the village, but he remembers buildings from it. This guy's he's, he's like an architect school or a student or something like that. Okay. Because he's really, he loves drawing. He's really good at drawing buildings and stuff like that. Yes. He's drawing these memories from the village, researching the mountains, trying to find out where exactly her village was. Because he's going to try to go there. He's, he's going to try and go there and try it. and find Mitsuha, you know, instead of waiting for them to switch bodies again. Um, and then when he gets to the train station, Miss O and that other, what's the other friend's name? I did not get the other friend's name. I can't show remember. Up he was just the one. Him. He was the one with the glasses. I can't yeah, remember his name. He was with him. Mm-hmm. And and they're getting on this bullet train, this Shinkansen, and that's it, it, what you see in the train, like the shots of the of the the countryside going by. That is exactly what it looks like. <clears throat> wow, okay. it, it looks exactly like that. They think he's trying to meet a girl that he's met online, so right. they they don't know exactly what's going on. No. He's, and he's going around to all these different little villages like all day long showing people these pictures he's drawn to see if anybody knows what town it is. They finally stop at this little um, roadside ramen shop for lunch and the waitress recognizes his drawings like, oh, I know that. My husband's from there. And we find out that it's Itomori and the chef is from Itomori. And when they say the name of the of the town, his both of, both of Taki's friends are like, wait a minute, wasn't that that town that... Yeah, and... And That's we, where my question comes in on this, mm-hmm. you know, because you know this is where we find out that this comet hit this city, this demolished this town this of Itamori three years ago. Three years earlier, like as soon as they find out the name, they know. Mm-hmm. Why is it Taki does not know? Why is like this is not in his memory that this happened? Because this is a big deal. It is a big deal. Like, everybody knows about this happening. Yeah, and he should have recognized it too. Like even when he was in in Mitsuo's body. He should have recognized, he should have seen something about the town's name while he was there. Right. But anyway, so we find out, or he, he goes to where this town was, and it is a crater. It is literally a crater. The whole town is gone. What used to be one little lake is now two, one big lake is now two little lakes. Right. Because the other one, <clears throat> the comet, whenever it split, it fell on Itamori. Right. He finds Mitsuha's name in a book of people that were killed in the incident. And at this point in them, yeah, I was, this I was, meteor hit there killing 500 people. Killed 500 people. people. He, finds, said, yeah. he finds Mitsuha's name. He finds Tessie and Sayaka in there too. Yep. 
So they've not only been switching bodies across space, but across time. And as after well. that scene, when he finds them, it cuts to, and I can't remember who it is. Someone's smoking. And oh, that was, that was Okudera. Yeah. And yeah. this movie's rated PG. I was just kind of surprised. I just made a note. Like, I was Dude, surprised to they, see they, the they smoke like there. chimneys over there. Really? They really do. Like, okay. You know, you'll find just about any place you go to will have like a little smoking room in it. Okay. You know, the, yeah, the smoking is no big deal over there. Okay. They're, 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 you're not going to see a rating. Of course, whenever it went to the MPAA, they should have said something about that. But, um, yeah, in Japan, there's like smoking. Who cares? Okay. This is where we realized that. So what, what was your thought? What, what did you think when, when you had this realization? What did you think of this, of this plot twist? The three years? Well, yeah, that, that, that three, they've been switching bodies across time I'm, yeah. and space. And this girl is that he thinks he's madly in love with is now dead. Right. Or has yeah. been dead for quite a while. I mean, it's, it's a heartbreaking moment it was. to find that. He, it but was. like I said, I, I just kept questioning though. Why did he not know about this? this is a huge disaster. And I just, I, it just stayed in my mind. Like, I wonder why. I mm. don't know why. Well, this is not a perfect movie, but it is a good one. It's good. <laughs> and, and like I, I read something one one a while back where someone's like, "This is a major plot hole. Couldn't they have just looked at their phones and and noticed, hey, this is saying 2014, not 2017. What the hell, or something like that." Um, oh, okay. Maybe I, I don't know. They don't explain it, but maybe like when they switch bodies, their brains don't realize that it's a different time period. Maybe maybe their brains are just kind of like um maybe maybe their brain is in that time frame so it doesn't occur to them that it should be something else I don't know no no yeah I'm this sure. is what that's one of the plot holes okay but I like I watched this movie with a couple friends and uh, they had seen it before and and the the my friend Jeremy his he, he was like at this point in the movie I was bawling like a baby because he came up here looking for this girl. And finds out that she's dead. Yeah, I mean that that's that was rough. heartbreaking. That, yes. So heartbreaking. It, it is. Um, and now he is starting to forget her. Yeah, name. like now that they're not switching, yeah, he can't remember. Now that he knows the story, he's like he's starting to forget her name. Uh, he's got a braided cord. Yeah. that he had from her, and he doesn't have any idea how he got it. Yeah, he, he's got this braided cord, and I, I I don't know if you've seen it the whole movie, but this is the first time we notice he's wearing it. Right. And he doesn't remember who gave it to him. And he hears Mitsuo's voice asking if he remembers her. Because that, that's another thing you heard in the beginning of the movie. You hear her voice saying, Taki, Taki, do you remember me? And yeah, that's before that's we right. even knew what was happening. Yeah. So he leaves in search of the spot where he, in Mitsuo's body, left the sake that she made right, in, the the, shrine, that shrine. in the shrine. Oh. Because he's trying to find something with her essence in it, like 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 what the grandma was talking about earlier. You know, the the sake that she made will have something from her in it, and he's hoping maybe if he if he can drink it, he can somehow connect with her again and 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 swatch swat places with her again. So he finds it, and he drinks the sake, and then he trips, and then in this little cave, he trips and yeah. hits his head. And that's whenever it happens. He, you, you see this this really beautiful scene of like, you know, showing Mitsuo's life. How when she was when she was little, her mother passed away. She was sick from something, and that's why her father lost his faith. That's why he left the Shinto religion and and went to be a politician. Um, yeah, like this is where it shows the dad talking to the grandma, mm -hmm. like saying, "I didn't marry the shrine. I yeah, married, I married her. her. I love her. I love her. I so didn't." 
Like, does he... So he just left this daughter with the grandma, right? Like, these daughters? Pretty much. Like, he's gone off to do his politician. I mean, I know he married the girl, mm-hmm. not the shrine, but you would think he would still have love for these daughters, because, like, when he sees her out in public doing, like, what's she doing? Like, hanging her head down or whatever? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Stand he's, up straight. Yeah, he's like... like he wants her to her. represent him, but at mm-hmm. the same time, he, she's not even in his life, really. Mm-hmm. Um... So he's seeing Mitsuha's memory, including a shot of her saying she's going to Tokyo. We don't know why yet. And then he sees the comet hitting Itamori from her eyes, from her perspective. And that scene, when, when, it, when it hit and like all the sound went out, that was just, yeah. uh, that was chilling. Yes. That was crazy. <laughs> so he once again wakes up in her body three years in the past and he's happy to be alive. He's just so happy. He's like, oh, she's still alive. He's like hugging herself. <laughs> and he's still alive. And then the sister comes in again and she starts to be like, yes, sis, wake up. And then she stops because you see that he is fondling her boobs once again, <laughs> but crying at the same time, like just ugly crying, like snot running out of his nose and everything. And he's like, oh, it's my little sister. And, and, this, and the little sister just like slams the door. <laughs> and the next thing you see, She's talking to her grandma's like she has officially lost it. I'm walking to school by myself. <laughs> but when she does come out for breakfast on this day, grandma knows it's not her. Yeah, she's like, You're not Mitsuha. Nope. You know? And then and, and, and then here the grandma mentions having similar quote unquote dreams when she was younger. So now Taki knows that the that the comet is coming. She he knows that it's gonna break off. He knows he has to do something about yes. it. They and so he and and Ta, Tessie and Sayaka are setting up a bomb. Plant, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. That's another thing we <laughs> forgot to mention. But Tessie's dad is some kind of a construction guy, or they, you know, they work construction, so they work with explosives. Yes. So they are planning to hijack the town's like emergency warning system or signal, so they can send their own signal. Right. And they're setting up a bomb to blow up the town's power <laughs> uh, power plant. Mitsuha or Taki in Mitsuha's body is trying to tell her dad what's going to happen and he thinks she's crazy. Yep. But even, and did, did she hit her dad? Did she slap him or did she just get in his face? I, can't I think remember. she just got in his face. She just got in his face. And yeah. that's even, even her father is like, what is wrong? You're not, you're not my Mitsuha. You're right. not, you're not my girl. So now. Mitsuha. She goes up to the shrine. Mm-hmm. He, she, he goes she goes up to the shrine because he thinks Mitsuha may be up there now in his body. Right. Which she is. She wakes up in Taki's body in the shrine three years in the future. She's, yeah. And then she comes out and looks down over the town and sees yeah. that the town is gone. Yep. And she's like, did I die? Holy shit, I died. <laughs> Could you imagine what a mind fuck that would be to yeah, wake no, up and be like, uh, my house is gone. Yeah, the whole town you <laughs> live in is just gone. sitting in a crater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. <clears throat> and then we get memories from Mitsuha, you know, some flashback for her where she is going to talk. She's going to Tokyo. She is going to try and find Taki from the information she remembers. Um, as she is, as she's on the train entering Tokyo, you see this beautiful shot of Tokyo Tower. Again, I've been there. <laughs> um, she tries calling him and this call doesn't work then either. Nope. She is going all over Tokyo trying to find him and finally... As she's waiting for a train at the train station, she sees him in the train. And she, you know, gets in the train, pushes her way over to where he's standing, and he's, like, looking at flashcards, you know, studying and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't even know her. Nope. She tells him her name and gives her gives him uh, the braided ribbon in her hair and tells him 
her name as she is being like pushed off the train. You know, because like that's that's the thing. Like if you're standing by the door when those train doors open, you'd better move and let people out, or they will push you. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I have seen like you know early morning um, rush hour trains where they are literally like cramming, pushing. There, there is a train attendant there at the door pushing people into the train. Oh, okay. It, it, those trains, like if if you, I have been, there's a couple times I have been on like the last train of the night because they don't run 24 hours. I've been on the last train of the night and it's just like a sardine can. It's unreal. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, like the man. first time I was in Tokyo and it was like the last train of the night, this train comes rolling into the station. And I'm just like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> it's like, there's all these people just like pressed up against the door. Oh like, my oh, goodness. Fun. Okay. Fortunately, me and uh, Jonathan were over there. Jonathan's a pretty big guy. So we just kind of both like ducked our shoulders, like coming in <laughs> <laughs> line defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's where, so we find out that that's where Taki got that braided ribbon from because yep. she gave it to him and told him, told him her name. So three years apart, they are both at the top of this mountain calling each other's name and they can hear each other, but they can't see each other. Yep. And then because yep. of it being twilight, twilight yep. because of what the teacher said earlier, they can see each other now. They, for the first time, they see they meet face to face, and now and they're both back in their respective bodies. Yes, because <laughs> Mitsu is mad that Taki touched her boobs. Yeah, yeah. Out. <laughs> like you were feeling me up, and he's like, "Oh no, I only did it like one time." So, and then this is where he also brings up the braided cord again. Yeah, he brings up the braided cord. He kept cord up for three years. Yeah, he, he, he kept it all this time and didn't know why. He did, yeah, he didn't know why he did that. Yeah, uh, and until now, he couldn't even remember where he got it from. So they make this plan, you know, and they, they, you know, to, to, to warn everybody from the town, to get everyone from the town out. And they're like, oh, well, let's write each other's names on our hands. So we remember each other. Right. And he writes something on her hand. She starts to write something on his hand and then just boom, he's gone. Yep. The pen just falls to the ground. Twilight is past. Twilight is, is past. Now officially and, the night. Yeah. It is now <laughs> officially nighttime. And she is like, oh shit, here we go. And then. He starts to, rem he's like, okay, I'm going to remember her name. I'm going to remember her name. And he starts saying it over and over and over again, but then just starts, starts to forget it. Yeah. Starts to immediately forget it. He can't even remember why he came up to the top of this mountain. He right. know he came for her, but he can't remember her name. <laughs> so they blow up the village power station. <laughs> like that is hardcore. You'd really have to believe you're like, if I came yeah. to you and said, Hey man, everyone's going to die. We got to do something. We got to go blow up this, this power station. You'd probably be like, dude, you need help. Yeah. I was like, uh, like, yeah, it's hard to go along with that plan. Yeah. Really I mean, is. it would be hard to go along with that. Um, and then Sayaka is, go is from the school making announcements saying all these people, we all need to evacuate because there's, there's forest fires in the area. Everyone needs to leave because forest fires over there. Fires in general can be a huge deal because a lot of, you know, especially older buildings, they are not built as fireproof as as, as modern buildings are. Um, I had a friend when I was living there. He said when he was a kid, he and his friend were playing in these abandoned houses, playing with matches, and accidentally burned down 10 houses. Ooh. 10. They were all abandoned. Right. Accidentally burned down all these houses because they were playing with fire in these old paper and wood houses. That's like <laughs> living in a fucking fireplace. Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> So Mitsuha's, you know, they're all trying to tell everybody and trying to, trying to evacuate everyone. Um, the town hall tries to stop the evacuation just as the comet splits apart and everyone is looking up at this thing, seeing that part of the comet is coming yeah. down. And she looks on her hand where he was writing on it. And for some reason, instead of writing his name, he writes, I love you on it. 
Yes. And she's just like, why the hell would you do that? Yeah, because she, she can't she, remember the name. She can't remember name. his name either. Nope. Yeah, she's completely <laughs> forgotten his name now, too. We see the same shot from the beginning of the movie of, of the meteorite falling, and now we actually see the impact. And it's like an atomic bomb. Yes. It's like, <laughs> boom, just wipes it's everything whole city. out. Whole it's city's whole gone. Yes. Now cut to three years later. Yep. Taki is still at the top of the mountain and can't remember anything. And then, and then we cut to him... Again, we don't know how much time has passed, but he looks older. He's not he's not wearing a school uniform anymore. He's wearing a suit. Yeah, I put down. He's a working man. He's a now. working man now. They would call him a salary man in Japan. That's, okay, okay. that's what they would actually call him. Um, he is meeting up with Okudera yep. again, but not on a date cuz she's wearing a wedding ring now. She she's got a ring on her finger. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're still just keeping in touch after all this time. He's applying for jobs, trying to, you know, trying to find a job. Something in in construction, something he's talking about like, you know, making houses that are disaster proof and stuff like that. Cause that's, you know, obviously something he, he, he feels strongly about. It's been five years. We find out that it has been five years since he swapped bodies with Mitsuha and eight years since the comet hit. Right. And now we know, we find out that most of the residents from Itomori were not harmed. They mysteriously found out, found out that what was going to happen and they all made it to the high school where that, where it's like, which was the only part of the of the town that was left when, when um, Taki found it. And uh, he remembers his trip to the mountain, but not why he did it. Or he remembers who, reading yeah, about the town, but not why he's like, for some reason I was just obsessed with this town. And he remembers that there, well, he remembers there was someone there, but mm-hmm. he couldn't remember who it was. He knew he went for a reason and where right. he went, but yes, no idea why. Right. Now we cut to him having coffee at a Starbucks parody, and I can't I can't remember what it was, but see, that's one thing I love about anime, is if they can't put a, an actual name brand in there, they will put something that looks like that brand in there with a different name, and, and that's very common in animes, and I can't remember what it was on the... Uh, what it was on the on the coffee cup, but it looked like the Starbucks logo, but it said something like Twin Beans or something like that. Probably so, but I think you could take just slightly alter the Starbucks logo and call it like Medusa Bucks because yeah. that, that's what that logo always yeah, yeah, reminds it, it, it me does. of. It really does. <laughs> so he's having coffee and overhears a couple that are talking about planning a wedding and holy shit, we realize it's Tessie Sayaka and, and Tessie. Yes. And he seems to recognize them. Yep. He seems to recognize like, like, you know, they're they're older. Tessie, Tessie's got like a little bit of a, a beard on his, on his chin. And, and we see him on this walkway walking, you know, and sees this woman who's got a red ribbon in her hair. Right. Well, he's following Tessie and Well, he's yeah, he, he's following Tessie and them and then this woman kind of walks past him and he does he doesn't you, you don't see her face, but he just kind of stops and looks back. She doesn't stop. So then he keeps walking, but then she stops oh, and looks back. Way. Yep. This part of this movie was absolutely maddening for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was tearing my hair out by this point of the movie. I mean, you may not know this, but I do love a good love story. And this was just driving me crazy. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, so again, we see him looking at pictures of Itamori yep. and wondering why he's so drawn to it. And another montage of them, him and we, obviously we know that this is Mitsuha now just living their lives in Tokyo. But they see each other, and then finally they see each other from separate trains and go running around the train station looking for each other like they see each other and instantly recognize each other. 
Yep. So they are running all around this train station. And, and this kills me because I was just back in Tokyo last April and I could have found this part, the place where this took place, but I didn't. And I was like, oh, I wish I had done that. <laughs> they finally are at this big, long stairwell. Yep. Big, long outdoor stairwell. And they see each other. He's at the... T- he's at the... Is it he's at the bottom and she's at the top? I, I, can't, I forget I can't which remember one. which one either. I think... But anyways... <laughs> They see each other and start to walk down towards each other. But then I guess they're, they start to think, no, this is crazy. There's no way this is real. So they start to pass each other. They pass each other briefly. Like they're not going to talk. And I swear to you, I'm so glad I live alone whenever I watch this movie the first time, (laughs) because I'm sitting on my couch. And when they pass each other, I yelled, don't you fucking dare. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I was, I was that into this movie. Okay. Finally, he calls out to her and is like, do I know you? I think I know you from somewhere. And she's like, yeah, I think so too. And then they ask each other at the same time, Kimi no Namaiwa, which is the title of the movie, your name. It's just like they're asking each other's name. And then we roll credits. I cannot think of another anime movie that I was this emotionally invested in. Like even stuff from Hayao Miyazaki, because I, I don't know, it's like, because... Those movies are incredible, but this one was taking place kind of in the real world, kind of between, you know, a real life couple. And for some reason, I was just so into like, like these two have got to end together. It's like there's because because sometimes Japanese movies have very kind of melancholy endings to them. They're not always happy endings. So I was afraid that this was, I was like, if this movie does not end with them together, I'm snapping this freaking disc in half. I'm never watching this movie again. And I never would have watched it. Then. And, you, and then you never would have seen it. <laughs> So, what would your thoughts be on this movie? I mean, it's definitely, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful movie to watch. You know, I'm not into the romance stuff as much. Mm-hmm. That's not a big thing for me. Yeah. But you got body swapping. You have time travel. Mm-hmm. You have disasters going on. So, there's a lot in this movie that's going on throughout the whole thing. And it's, I would recommend this movie to anyone who doesn't think that animation can be for... And and when I say adult animation, I don't mean porno either. I mean this is this is like a movie for for adults because I don't think a little kid would want to watch this movie. Now I don't think my kids would have watched this movie. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't have been something they would have been into. But like the, it's it's just such a beautiful movie. I mean, I, I was first time I watched this on my new TV. I'm like, I'm so glad I got this TV. This movie, it's not even a 4K Blu-ray, but it's just this movie so freaking gorgeous. But once again, Adam, I think you've introduced me to an animated movie. That requires multiple viewings to pick up on everything. Because mm-hmm. you so, will notice things yeah. the second time around you didn't yeah. notice before. And and those are the best kind. <laughs> you know, when you watch, like, I, every time, whenever I see a movie, it was like, I see it one time and I'm just like, okay, we're done. <laughs> but when, when you when you watch a movie and you're instantly like, okay, I want to see that again. Yeah, I, I mean, that see- is a good thing, yes. <laughs> so, that makes our second obscure animated feature. I'm sure you're going to make me watch some kind of horror movie next. We'll see. But until next time, I have been Adam. And I've been Josh. And whether you are in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots.